Julian, how are you reacting to your own blood right now, apparently telling you follow? Cryptic, isn't it? It, it is. But also, what direction did the raven fly off? That's actually a good question, and you should roll an alertness to try to remember. Target of, uh, I'm gonna say three. Target of three, that's good, because I rolled a five. Okay, you can tell that this raven flew away east by northeast, you would say, roughly. Albion is gonna throw a shirt on and grab his wallet and keys and start heading in that direction. Okay, uh, make an alertness roll when you actually get outside. Your target on this one, it's a seven. Okay, I'm gonna have to do some uh, creative accounting to get there. Because I rolled a four. Uh, I'm gonna invoke Odin Blessed Stalker of Shadows and um, Lone Wolf or Pack Hunter to get me there. That's gonna get me to eight. I mean, you know you're allowed to fail rolls, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I want to succeed because it's a seven and it seems like it'll be cool if I succeed because high numbers <laughs> usually mean good things. Well, high numbers usually mean hard things such as spotting a raven against the black of the night sky, especially one that is uh, maybe not exactly nearby. Though, if it had been flying the entire time that you had been doing your invocation, it would certainly be completely out of sight to you by now. But you can see something up there in the night sky that looks maybe raven-shaped uh, as it crosses in front of stars. And you have a, an idea of the direction it's going, and it looks like it is going, uh, as you surmised earlier, east by northeast. So it is not that far away. All right. Give me one second to look up something about my class. What template information do you seek from the tomes? Uh, yeah. Guide my hand is one of my class abilities. You have a semi-conscious awareness of where you are needed most. Usually this simply means you are guided to the right place at the right time. If the GM agrees such a circumstance is in effect, you need not spend a fate point to stage a fortuitous arrival. Sometimes this might work in reverse, allowing an ally to show up where you already are. I feel like this might actually... Uh, spiritual guidance might actually help me here. I'm actually going to say that this is not a situation in which fortuitous arrival is in effect, per se. All right, uh, I'm just gonna try and follow it. Uh, I know Alpian usually takes a car, but he does actually own a bicycle, because he's probably bought one to go biking with Daz at this point. I'll agree with that. So I say he's gonna take the bike for this. Okay, uh, yes, so as you are cycling through Burlington, I guess towards leaving the city, it is extraordinarily difficult to keep track of this raven, again, against the blackness of the night sky. So uh, in order to keep a bead on this thing, because you did see where it was going, so you have mm -hmm. a general idea of where to look for some, like, impressions in the sky perhaps against the stars yep. uh it is it's up there it's not close to the ground is part of the problem is that it's a very small shape that you're attempting to track yeah it's not closer to the ground to sort of reflect the orange glow of the street lights absolutely not right so again this is going to be to just use your eyes this is going to be another uh very difficult role it's going to be a six this time all right, that actually is a six I rolled. 
incredible. You are barely able to, when you look up here and there, track where this thing is going. It's kind of impressive, actually, that you're able to spot this thing in the night sky at all. After one length of this, uh, give me an endurance roll uh, against, you know, biking uh, for over distance. So uh, it's going to be a one. I got minus one net on my dice. So that is an endurance roll of two. Okay. So you are suffering no ill effects currently mm-hmm. from distance biking. So, okay. Uh, give me another alertness roll, and it's going to be another six this time. Okay. I can't always hit these rolls. I'm going to fail eventually, I'm sure. Uh, not this time, though. That's a seven. Unbelievable. You know that you are, at this point, it's been a while, and you you have had to alter your course in a variety of ways to continue following as the crow flies, or in this case, the raven, when the roads don't really facilitate you heading very much in that exact direction. It looks like it. you can't tell for sure if it's continuing along that exact straight course, but you're still able to see it. It looks like it's getting maybe a little further away from you. Give me an endurance roll. Uh, you're Target against uh, penalty is going to be a two. Okay, that is a neutral, so that is three. Okay, so you are able to continue unimpeded. Uh, And once again, you're going to have to roll, but unfortunately you're coming into a bit of uh, canopy from trees and such. So there's some foliage that uh, is occasionally obscuring your vision because you have biked quite a ways and you're not really near the heart of Burlington. It's getting a little more residential and a little less commercial, so there's more trees. So uh, to keep track of this small black object in the black sky is going to be another seven. Yeah, that's a negative three. I Even if I send five points, I can't keep up to that. So that's going to be a, that's a neutral total. That's a wash. So with your eyes, you are not able to continue to see where this thing is going. All right. What direction did I see it, that it was headed, though? Like, what was the last bearing it had? And has it really changed direction much? It's hard to tell, uh, since birds don't really just fly straight. They are a little bit bitten to uh, currents and things that would alter their paths in various ways, uh, you know, as well as finding various like updrafts, etc., to make its flight a little more advantageous. So it's not been maintaining a constant heading. Uh, You're not sure if it's veered a little more north than east at this point especially because uh, you you don't exactly have a perfect internal compass, but it's going somewhere northeast. It's just that visually you don't have a bead on it at this moment. All right, I'm going to just try to keep heading that direction and see if where I'm heading is more obvious to me. Uh, keep my eyes peeled for something that would make sense. Well, the adrenaline of, I think, the chase of this thing is very much uh, worn off from its initial high. So you are starting to feel a bit of that pain in your right eye again from earlier. Uh, Mm -hmm. Start to be a little more noticeable now. I'm going to say make me a lore roll right now, and your target's going to be a three. Okay, that is a plus one, so I just hit the three. It didn't hurt this bad earlier. This feels different somehow. It doesn't feel like the kind of thing you would expect after crying a tear of blood, perhaps. 
Uh, but there is a pressure building around your right eye uh, that feels uncomfortable. And the the more you try to scan the sky for this thing, and the more the more and more it seems to be getting away from you, the more and more you notice that particular pressure. Albion is going to steal himself and start following where it hurts. Okay, um, you turn your head in one direction or the other, but the pain of the that pressure on your eye does not change. Then I'm going to open the sight. Okay, what are you looking for? Something that the bird would have been guiding me towards. Some presence, some event, something. Okay, so you're just kind of doing a ground level sweep with the sight, I guess? Yeah, to see if there's something that I should be following. Okay. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to roll for the uh, damage component because you are looking around. It's a fairly residential neighborhood at this point. Uh, There's a lot of trees and houses and stuff. You know that there are backyards that sort of stretch off into who knows what level of uh, a forest. Um, It's probably not that much, but it looks like if you were a small child, it could probably go forever. Uh, So... The intensity of what you're looking at, I'm going to say, is probably uh, kind of a baseline of three right now. All right, that is my discipline, and that is another wash. Uh, My discipline is base three, so I I just hit. Okay, so now roll your lore to see what information you can pick up from uh, what you're looking around at. That is a plus two, that is a lore of four. Okay, you can tell that from your current vantage point trying to look in the direction of where you were heading is not really going to give you any information it looks like because you're just kind of looking at houses and yards and trees that go on for a while and nothing pops out at you on the ground level as like some sort of glowing beacon of hey over here so you get this really it's a bunch of weird impressions of the sort of suburbia that you're in i'm gonna say that it's a little fouler than you would have expected because suburbia is insidious but it's not anything obviously what you're looking for you can choose to close the site or you can keep it open for another round i'm gonna choose to close it and uh albion's gonna try to is there some sort of higher ground i could find in the area Make me an alertness roll, and your alertness is actually going to be at a minus two because you are currently impacted by a scene tag of impaired vision. Your right eye is having real trouble focusing on anything right now. Your target is a three. All right, so that is minus two to my roll, so that is only a plus. Uh, That's actually a neutral. Uh, My alertness is three because I had rolled a plus two. So my alertness is that's that's going to be another yet another wash and that's going to be three. Okay. You're looking around for some sort of obvious uh vantage, vantage point, point of some kind. Unfortunately, it's not like there's an obvious hill location like Garrison Hill down in Dover uh that just is labeled like yes, this is a hill that has uh a fire tower on it or like Mount Agamenicus in York or anything like that. Uh it doesn't look like there's an obvious path to go to find higher ground. It just, it's kind of a, a mishmash of trees and distant mountains that you can't really see in the darkness. And that pressure behind your eye is just, just unbelievable. 
Alvin is just gonna grit his teeth. I don't know what you want. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. And I need to. I don't know if you're even listening right now, but I need this help. I would like to compel one of your aspects for a fate point, and that compel is going to be Odin Blessed Stalker of Shadows is the the aspect that I would like to compel. All right. What is the situation if I accept? If you accept this compel, you are going to lose vision in your human physical eyes completely it, for uh, you don't know how long. You really don't want me to follow this fucking bird, huh? You can read that into that however you like. But if you accept a fate point, you will suffer temporary physical blindness. And I will remind yeah, I'll you. I'll accept it. I will remind you that I'm compelling the aspect called Odin Blessed Stalker of Shadows for this to occur. All right, I will accept the compel. Okay, you have a fate point, and the vision from your eyes just blackens. Uh, The focus from your right eye is gone completely, and even your left eye darkens. And you realize that you can't see anything currently. He's just going to keep invoking Odin right now, just... Ever since I've found you, you've been a presence when I've needed you. You have been the hand on my shoulder. You have been the blade in my hand. I don't understand right now. If what I'm doing is not what I'm intended to do, I need something. I've dedicated my life to following your path, to hunting for you, to protecting in your name. Please. And then Albion's going to open the site a second time. Okay. Are you looking where you've previously looked or what? Where I've previously looked and then if there's nothing there at the sky. Okay. So that's going to be one round of looking around you. So uh, discipline against damage is going to be another three. Alrighty. That is a plus two. So that is a five. Okay. And then roll lore against that same target. Just a plus one. So that's a three. You have no new usable information from your current vantage uh, with what you're looking at. And then you look up, I assume? Yep. Okay. When you look up, you see something, and it's definitely not something that you would expect it to see up there, so we are going to have you roll uh, damage against that now. You still have the option to close the site even if you fail this roll because you succeeded prior, So Mm -hmm. the intensity of what you're looking at is a three. Okay, that is a plus one. So that is a four discipline. And now roll lore to understand what you're looking at with a three. All right, that is a plus three. That is a lore of five. Okay, you can see a streak of this ethereal green that cuts across the night sky. It is very much the same kind of ghastly color that registered when you looked at Gungnir in the site. It is a pale aura that you associate with your patron deity. You can tell from your own recollection as well as just looking at it in the site that it's following the path of this raven as it was flying through the night sky. That's the only thing that makes sense to you of what you're looking at. 
do you follow this this line of light through the sky towards where it was heading? Yes. Okay. Roll a five discipline now. Mm, I'm going to take some damage. That is that is a discipline of two. Okay, so that is three mental stress unless you choose to take consequences. Nope, I'm taking that stress hit. Okay, now roll your lore against a target of five. All pluses, baby. That is six. Okay, there is a thing amidst the stars, and it's a good thing that the stars are extraordinarily far away because you don't really want to truly perceive anything of that magnitude. Uh, But they're tiny pinpricks in the sky, so they're far enough away that it's not really going to hurt you to look at right now. However, this very bright, shining beacon uh, in the sky, like, say, akin to the legendary star over Bethlehem, is moving through the night sky toward destination unknown, but you can clearly make out that that's probably that raven, especially because as it flies, you can see that green aura dripping off of it in the shape of the runes that were on your altar. And those runes, as they sort of drip off of the back of it into the night sky, rearrange themselves and straighten into the line like silk from a spider behind this raven. You know that you're looking at some really, really special not earthly raven right now. And you have a very, very clear image of where it is in the sky. I'm going to keep following. Okay. Since you are on a bike, are you going to have to look down at all? Probably to make sure I don't hit things. Okay. Is the site still open? Will I vision be back if I close it? You don't know. Mm, This is a gamble. All right. I'm going to close the site. Okay. Uh, Do you look down before you close the site? Uh, yes. Okay, Discipline 3, and then Lore 3. Alright, my Discipline, that is... (laughs) That's all blanks. I have literally never gotten that. Wow. First time for everything. Must be nice. Yeah, that is still... That that hits my Discipline. That's a Discipline of 3 roll. Alright. Alright, and I hit it, and then my Lore is a plus 3. That's 5. Okay, you can now see... In fact, it's actually what's drawing your eye down toward the ground is you can see a drip of that light in the sky falls that impossible distance and seems to land on the ground because you know that you're coming up on a turn Yep. in the streets that you're looking at. And you can see one of those runes is just on the ground at that corner indicating the direction that you're supposed to take at that junction. Make me a driving roll real quick. Target On a bike? Of, uh, yes, actually. Target of two. <laughs> okay. I. Oh my god, I have to spend a fate point. <laughs> <laughs> my driving is only one. Okay, so I'm going to spend the fate point I just got on Odin Stalker of Shadows. Okay. So driving is not just handling vehicles. Driving is also the skill that covers knowing your way around. So you know that this particular stretch of road is going to go on for 
a while. It's one of those where there's a lot of branches off of it, but the actual road itself is fairly straight. Uh, you know, curves, sure, but it doesn't end at like a T-junction for a long time. So, you know, it's several miles along that road is probably what you're being indicated toward riding on your bike. All right. I'm going to head that way. Is the site still open? Mm, no. Okay. You close the site and your vision slowly returns to you. Your right eye still hurts like a mofo. And it's still hard to focus uh, uh, with the right eye. The right eye is still kind of blurry. You have a bit of a cataract of vision there. But your left eye, perfect. You can see completely fine with that. Cool. All right. I mean, I have fought with a hole in me before, so this should be fine. Okay. Uh, You bike off into the night. Okay, between Sly, Dez, and Ro, who's the first to wake up in the morning? Do I have class today? I'm going to say you do. Well, then shit, it's probably me. (laughs) Okay. Do you have class today? I guess. (laughs) Well, you wake up and you know that you were planning on talking to your younger sister at some point today. Uh, She just said to call back tomorrow. She didn't say what time. Oh, okay. So if you want to make an early morning phone call to your sister, you can sure try that. Okay. Beep, boop, beep, 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 boop, boop, beep. (laughs) Well, oh, it's so early. Good morning. I should have expected it'd be you waking me up today. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Anything new in your weird and wonderful world? Uh, nothing really. Yep, okay. I figured. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you said you wanted to talk about some stuff related to your injury, right? Yeah, um, because you were the one that found me afterwards. Did you notice anything else weird? Oh, but it just got right into it, right. Yeah, I try not to remember, if I'm being honest. Um, but looking back, I've been trying to piece together anything I could to help you or me or anyone but I was a little bit panicked you know seeing my older brother like that so right not the best time to scope everything out and catalog the scene but uh as I'm sure you're aware Dr. Boy the (laughs) olfactory senses are the strongest of the five right (laughs) so Whenever I think of that night, it always smells, like, briny, which, I mean, weren't that far from the waters. So that's not unusual, I guess. Well, it is Randall's Island. It's where the mob dumps all their shit and where all the, you know, ex-cons, when they try to escape from Rikers, end up washed along the shore. So it makes sense. Okay. That's what I want to hear in the morning. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. You're so blunt. Always. Anyway, that night, there was a different quality to it that I can't place. Have you ever... Okay, right. Do you remember when we were out at Long Beach and Sam and I were dunking your head under the water? No. Oh, huh. Guess you blocked that one out. Anyway, 
I remember because you got water up your nose and it was funny watching you like snort and hack and spray that out of your nose. It's so good. Good times. Mostly Sam though. Her idea. She she convinced me so Sam's fault. Right. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> yeah, she has a way like that. Okay, anyway, back to my point. You know what it smells like when you get salt water up your nose? Yes. Smell kind of like that. Huh. Yeah. So that's the closest sense memory that I have to that. So. So. Yeah, and. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. What were you going to say? Um. So you think the thing that fucked up my leg wasn't a demon, but like a sea monster or some shit? Well, I, I don't. I don't think i i don't think anything no no you know what we both know that that's not true yeah yeah i can't exactly not think about things so there are like a bunch of different possibilities that explain what could have happened and it's hard to rule out a lot of them especially because we have as one of the weirdos i got to bring in said so many things on heaven and earth that we have yet to understand and i'm just sitting here like yeah, buddy, we know. <laughs> but I did talk about, I talked to some folks about trauma. They were interesting people. Um, they had some super odd thoughts about it, and that kind of ran counter to what I've read about PTSD. It seemed a little, um, how would you say this? Insensitive. Insensitive is a good way to put it. A lot of superstitious mumbo-jumbo. And I mean, it it strikes me because you're having kind of a, a relapse of your leg pain after physical therapy is done and whatnot. This doctor, what was her, what was her name? Dr. Kemper, right. No idea what she's a doctor of, but uh, not what you're a doctor of. Hmm. It's butts. She's talking about butts. Yes, correct. <laughs> Dr. Kemper has this idea about where pain and injury comes from. It's super whacked out, but she has this notion about how when you come closer to the source of your energy, you can have this sort of psychic effect or whatever, and that recalls and re-triggers the pain, which honestly sounds a lot like PTSD, but like on a more physical level. Anyway, less rambling, that. Less stop rambling. Okay, anyway. All right. The idea is that maybe, I hate to suggest it, it's possible, well, it's not an, it's not the anniversary or anything, but if something related to the event in question is in the area, I, I just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, crackpot theory, I know, but um, you get where I'm going. That's the closest thing to a straight answer I've gotten all week, or whatever. <laughs> you live by a lake. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's I'm just gonna come out and say it. You live by a lake. And um we have reason to believe that whatever messed you up could be aquatic in nature, clutching at straws, obviously, but so convenient straws. They're they're like right there together in a group. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. I'm sorry. Now what you're apologizing for, it's my fucking leg. <laughs> I just, like, I wish I had better answers, but it's... I know, but I mean, you've been a great help throughout this whole thing. I want you to know that. Oh, thanks. 
I mean, yeah, I'm a pretty great supremacist. And you've been less of a shit than uh, Sam has, so I appreciate that, too. Low bar. Thanks, Sylvester. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I clear it with a plum, though. Yeah, pretty much. How are the, uh, how are uh, her cats doing? And by her cats, anyway, I mean your cats. Yeah, fucking right, they're my cats. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Um... They've never really taken a liking to me, but, uh, I feed them, so. That's pretty much all you need. <laughs> you know, so basically, they have to put up with me, and they have to tolerate my presence. <laughs> and I feel like it's a weird, ironic parallel to me living with Sam. There's that. I mean, it's basically your place at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's always on the road, playing games. So I definitely spend more time here than she does, and she pays the rent, so... I thought she bought the place. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Semantics? Alright, whatever. <laughs> Semantics, Sylvester. She's not making me pay the rent. That's what I'm trying to Well, say. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna try and narrow my scope, and look at some different options. I mean... God, you were so convinced that it was a demon for, like, so long. Maybe it's a sea demon. Does that exist? You mean, like, a sea devil? Sure, yeah, sea devil. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't see why not. Between the... the Between the werewolves, the fairies, the uh, friggin' uh, Wendy's? Didn't you have some <laughs> uh, Greek hags or something? Yeah, we had those, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the... The Hecatean ones. Yeah. Yeah. God. Hecate is such a nasty old bitch. I will take your word for it. Alright, here's here's a tip. If you ever want to read up on Greek mythology, just be prepared for a lot of gods being a lot of assholes to a literally everyone. Yeah, I figured the Greek gods were such losers that the only way they could get a date was by kidnapping. Yep, that's, that's the story of Persephone, so... Mm-hmm. Ah. Yep, spot on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it is extremely early. I have to feed my cats, and I was meaning to get some more sleep before driving in one of our guest lecturers. Duh. I have to sit in the car. Leonard again! He's going to tell me all about his metaphysical thoughts. It is not my favorite part of this job. I mean, the fact that his name is Leonard should basically say a lot about him. <laughs> okay, no, but he's not Nimoy. That's the thing. There's no decency. Oh, never. <laughs> so wait, so who's your guest lecturer? Or... <laughs> I, I really, I, oh, I don't want to talk about this guy this early in the morning. I gotta feed the cats. I need coffee before I can deal with any of Leonard's bullshit. I will... Put coffee money on your Venmo if you tell me who your guest is. Okay, fine. Leonard Shelton. You may have heard of him. Do I actually know him? Make me a quick scholarship roll. Your target is four. Oh, fuck. I got a four because I rolled all blanks. Okay. Oh, this guy. The so-called doctor of metaphysics. He has some... Real interesting theories about energy in the universe and vibrations. Oh, he's a quack. Yes, Sylvester, he's a quack. We get a lot of quacks. 
and I put myself in a position to be the person that books the quacks on the off chance that maybe some of them aren't quacks and actually do know what they're talking about and they can help you. Aww. You became the manager of a duck farm just for me. You're buying me five fucking coffees for that shit. Yeah, I already sent the money. <laughs> Good. God. <laughs> Dick. Ugh, your sister's rubbing off on me. Ugh, gross. <laughs> God damn it, Sam. Uh, All right, anyway, I'm going to go get myself ready for the day just to keep checking email and um, I'll let you know if I find anything significant. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Sylvester. All right, take care, Nat. You too. Have a have fun in class. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> I, it's butt doctoring. How can you not have fun? I mean, the fun part is when you use the machine that goes inside, the little colonoscopy machine. It's like playing a, like a game of Snake. <laughs> oh, God, that is so gross. You've never been good at deciphering my flat expected sarcasm. Bye. I think I just don't care. Bye. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Bye, loser. Yeah. Clicked. <laughs> you know that this is how she says I love you. I am aware. Right. Who's waking up next in the morning? Did you want to go next, Ro? Um, do you have something you want to do specifically? I do. Then if you want to take your turn, I'm finalizing a plan for mine. Okay. Des has finally decided that it is time to have a very important chat. So she is going to be um, taking a walk to the cemetery. Um, and she's actually going to go to a older part of the cemetery, um, a lot quieter, um, nobody really comes to visit it, and she is going to kind of uh, put a blanket down on the grass, um, and she's going to sit down, and she actually brought a little uh, tea light, and she's going to light that, because she's a bit dramatic like that, and she's going to take a few deep breaths. Jack... We need to talk. Oh, I see. Pray tell, what do we need to talk about? Well, um, I've, I've just been thinking. Uh, you know, we've kind of been together for a couple of years now. And obviously there's, that's not going to change. And I've enjoyed every minute of it. So I figured, um, given the last time we interacted, that it might be time for us to get to know each other a little more. Fascinating. What a fascinating thing. You've been content to not know me. And just rely on me all this time. Well... I, given what happened, I have some questions, is all. And, uh, look, I... If I you want, I can answer one right now that I've been really itching for you to ask. Yeah? It tasted delicious. Oh, 
I was actually not going to ask about the Algonquin monster. Oh, I man. Know. That's why I broached the subject myself. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Anyway, um, trying to keep on track here. I mean, because, you know, we've, we, you, you've been a part of my head for a while now, and I don't really see that changing. So, um, and I know I'm in your debt, and you seem to be more than happy to have me continue to accrue debt, but... What the heck did you do to me? What the heck was that? Where was I? What what happened? That that second? What was that? Oh, that. That was nothing. That was just making a point. No, what? Where was I? What did you do? My dear Desdemona Brown, you weren't anywhere. And I didn't do anything. Why would I do something? How can I do? believe you? How can I believe that? I mean, like, are you taking over? Because you are still alive. Desdemona Brown? Yeah, um, I... If I'd wanted to harm you then, I would I understand that. You seem to have a bit of a protective streak in that regard, but how do I know that... When I was nowhere, that you weren't trying to harm someone else. Well, as you did notice, you were nowhere for just a fraction of a second. Hardly enough time for me to really affect any meaningful change on your plane. The, the way, way your time moves. So, um, yeah, your collection of the debt, uh put me into nothingness for a fraction of a second. Is that what awaits me once all this is over? What awaits anyone at the end of all things, Desdemona? I mean, that kind of sounds like a threat, but you don't seem to want actual harm to come to me, at least right now. It's um, certainly not a threat. It's just a question. One that everyone has been struggling to answer. For as long as you little insects have been crawling across this little ball. I guess, just, I, I suppose I attempt to understand where this is go- what- What's your plan? Why? It's- you have to understand something. You're asking- what I believe to be a very banal question. It would be like me grilling you, just to ask, why do you eat food? Why do you sleep? Then why do you need a host at all? Oh, you misunderstand me. Why do I do what I do is basically the same thing as asking you. Why do you sustain yourself? I don't conform to your rules of existence here. I know. Miss Brown. I have to eat something. What do you eat? Wouldn't you, you like, like to know? You can feel... You can't see Mr. Jack right now, because this is entirely just psycho-audio conversation. But if you could see him, you know that he would be doing a little pinky up to the, the corner of his mouth, like, ain't I a little stinker? 
it's frustrating, Jack, because I'm just trying to understand and get to know you a little better, and I feel like I have learned absolutely nothing today. Well, I will say, I liked that time when you really needed answers about that, that hag, and you let me in. You let me into her mind. So what, you just want to get into more minds? No, but perhaps you and your friend aren't so different. What friend? Mm. Who are you talking about? You know that you, well, you didn't use magic to do it, so you didn't technically break the little White Council's little rules when you let me into the mind of Alexis to judge the honesty of her words and intents. Oh, God. If your little friend had done it, it would have been his second count. Oh, no. I like that Desdemona Brown quite a bit more. So you enjoy breaking magical laws? Or you you enjoy me breaking magical laws? I don't see them so much as laws. They don't seem to apply to me. Can you just answer me one thing, Jack? I'll try. Out of all the creatures and beings, billions upon billions, on this planet, on this plane, why me? Why did you have to come to me? Well, I suppose I should ask a question of you first. Do you really want the honest answer to that question? I need... I need something. I need to understand... I, I, I'm in this situation, and I need to know why. Because I found you before I found Marcus, quite frankly. You just happened to be in the right place and time, and you were in need. So I was just a person in trouble? Or is it because I can do magic? Well, that part was certainly a nice benefit. No, you were, in fact... An attractive target for such a thing. And by target, I mean person in need of saving, sure. It just happened to tick off a lot of the yes columns in person that I wanted to spend more time with. I... I think I... I've heard enough. Well, I hope you're willing to hear more. Because last time, all I really asked was that you listen to me more. And let me... Help help, you. Help, help, help. While we're talking. You're a babe in the woods. You're dealing with problems that you don't understand, and even your friends around you don't fully understand. It's taken the lot of you nearly getting killed on various occasions to acquire even a glimpse of the challenges that you face. You're not really that much closer to understanding any of the events of New Year's Eve, are you? Or do you feel that you are getting along just fine four months later without my help? Is that an offer of help, Jack? More of a suggestion that you should let me help. Well, I'm here and I'm listening right now. You have, um, that little two-wheeled conveyance, yes? My bicycle? That's what you call it. Yeah. 
how would you feel about taking a, a, a short ride? Um, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can go next door to the shed and get my bike right now. Before I do, though, how much time is this going to cost me? Oh, this will absolutely lessen the burden of your debt to me, Desdemona Brown. Time, though. Uh, you ask me about something I don't particularly care about, but I understand that you, little mortals, care about it so much. <sighs> you will be back home before you typically fall asleep. I meant the, how much time does this add to my debt? This help. And I just said that it subtracts, didn't I? How much do I have right now? You can hear in the silence a dark grin. More than you think. Less than you know. She's gonna get up and fold the blanket and put it in the bring that and the candle back to her home and she is going to go to her shed and retrieve her bicycle. Okay. If you are going to allow it, Mr. Jack is going to subtly provide basically directions of where to go on your bike with the promise that you won't be harmed by following his directions. Oh, great. He's a psychic Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> he prefers to think of it as a psychic Tom Tom. He's old school. Ah. She'll use her Jack Jelen. <laughs> <laughs> In 4.2 no, miles, turn is Demona Brown. <laughs> but that's the tar pits. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was using Apple Maps for a second there. Oh yeah, don't use Apple Maps. I told them not to no, use Map Drive. Right off a highway. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck uses uh, MapQuest nowadays? <laughs> if you are willing, uh, I will give you a fate point for Mister Jack to gently guide you for an hour, multiple hours long bike ride. Yep, I will accept that fate point. Don't forget to pack some water. Oh, she probably has a <laughs> basket on the front of her bike, let's be honest here. She she's full blown hipster sometimes and it's got it's got a water bottle and it's got a thermos with iced tea. Sylvester approves. Des tested, doctor approved. Christine, the Green Mountain Mysteries Mom. I hope that you've been drinking lots of water and wearing your sunscreen, because I care about you. Speaking of caring about you, I would like to tell you about Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals creates clean and natural remedies that actually work. From immune support to energy support, experience hive-powered health with natural, everyday solutions that are effective, non-toxic, and backed by science. Please visit our referral link at beekeepersnaturals.pxf.io backslash ppn. We would like to thank Hugh for voicing Natalie Coopersmith in today's episode. They are a player and co-host on the D&D Actual Play podcast, No Dice, so go check them out. Thank you as well to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show. 
we still can hardly believe that we have nearly 40 episodes worth of content out there. Just, wow. Pocket Podcast Network hosts other wonderful shows such as No Dice and Them's the Facts. We rely on word of mouth, so please remember to tweet about our show using the hashtag GMMCast. We have a Discord server where you can play Jackbox games and What the Dub with us. And announcing, this is exciting, merch! Yes, that's right. We now have a merchandise. You can buy shirts, stickers, and posters from your favorite Green Mountain Mysteries moments at www.pocketpodcastnetwork.com backslash shop. Thank you guys so much for your loyalty and your support and your love for Green Mountain Mysteries. We are a mirror that reflects all of that loyalty, love, and support right back at you. Thank you so much again. Now back to the episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join magic assholes, Ixen. There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're, they're hiding in various spaces. That's what I do. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. He, like, puts himself into a barrel, and then he, like, puts it over himself, and he walks out of the place. <laughs> I feel like such a badass. I'm under, I'm underneath him, like, ha, <laughs> like a poison ivy. Yeah, poison ivy. <laughs> I'm gonna do what a cleric does, and that's smash. She, she comes barreling forward and just goes, coming in hot. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, Gwen, have you got a scene in mind? I do. I have a question for you before we do my scene. Sure, sure. What availability does Warden Beaumont have, if any? Is he around or is he off doing his, you know, wizard shit? (laughs) Well, he wasn't he wasn't at Sly's party. You actually haven't talked to him. Uh, in the last couple of days, so you're not entirely sure if he's in Edinburgh or not. You'd have to call his uh, apartment phone, I suppose. Um, do I know where his apartment is? Uh, okay. I know that Albion and Sylvester have visited his apartment. I don't think Roe has. All right. I would like to obtain that information from one of the boys, and I'm going to just show up at his house. Which one of the boys are you attempting to attain that information from? I think that Sly would be easier to get that out of because Albion was, you know, there for the whole big scene and would probably deter her from, or try to deter her from going. So Sly is the... That's a, that is not a correct assumption. Okay, well, that's the assumption Ro was that's making. That's the assumption the character <laughs> is making, because that's how you roleplay, baby. Because Sly is a more... <laughs> he's a more, yeah, sure, do whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, do, okay. Do you need me to come with you? I have time after class or whatever. If you want to, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense Uh, for the two of you to go between classes. It'll probably be less weird if, you know one of us is there who's been there before instead of just, you know, oh, hey, you found out mm. where I live. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This is why we keep you around. You have social skills. Yeah. Yeah. How'd I get those? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> right? 
Okay, so since you're going to have to give that a little bit of time uh, before you make your way over there, we're actually going to flash over to Albion. You have been riding your bike into the light of the morning. Well, someone's calling Uber to get the fuck home. <laughs> you have, uh, I assume, every time you felt like, oh no, where do I have to go now? You've sort of popped open the site at uh, what, you know, sensible types of places. Yep. Okay. You have reached a point where the last indicator that you saw pointed you off of the road. And this is already a fairly small town type of road, like as in distance between houses and just woods in between. You're well outside of the city of Burlington at this point, because you have been cycling for a few hours. Several years. Mm -hmm. Make me a quick endurance roll. I'm going to give you a three, because you probably weren't riding hard now that you knew that you didn't have to actively try to chase a bird. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, it had to break bad eventually. That's four minuses. I have a negative one endurance. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, <laughs> so that's the how only he died. Real... <laughs> <laughs> You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> what, what a terrible night, night for a, a bad first. roll. <laughs> we made the same dumb joke at the same time. Yes, you did. We did. So, that's why we're related. Yeah, it's almost like that. So. Basically, at this point, it's just that you've, you know, you have jelly legs, I'm going to say, is your uh, temporary aspect that you have on you. It's it's going to give you a minus two to some things because you have been cycling for a while. But that's the only real downside. You're you're a little sweaty and you have that jelly legs aspect on you uh, for a little while for at least the next scene. Albion is going to reach onto the bottle rack of his bike. I would say he probably did a quick swing by a gas station on his way there and, like, grabbed a water bottle and some jerky out of a vending machine. Nice. Okay. Well, that's going to give you uh, some assistance against the ensuing rolls against exhaustion that you'll have to make because <laughs> you have been up all night. So Albion is going to reach onto a different rack on his bike and grab the bottle of Mountain Dew Code Red that's there. Beautiful. I love that that's going to definitely give you a good bonus aspect now and a bad one later. Yay. And we're going to give you that. Uh, I'm going to give you a temporary aspect called Mountain Dude. <laughs> yes. Doing the do. I would like to propose as the name. Yes, good. Mountain Dude. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with your name. Because eventually you're gonna, it's gonna change to Mountain Don't. Hey. <laughs> so you are Mountain Dude. You have jelly legs, and you have the forest that you are apparently being directed into. It is early morning, very early morning. There is sunlight in the sky. What do you do? Well, Albion reaches under his. Uh, under his coat and draws Gugnir and starts heading into the woods. Okay. So you don't have to spend a fate point for fortuitous arrivals, correct? I do not. Okay. Well, I am going to offer you a fortuitous arrival compel that may seem unusual at first. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. 
as you are making your way into the woods, you catch your foot on a particularly thick root. You are now out of sight of the the road. I would say main road, but again, it's a small road. But you are now in the underbrush and this sort of uncleared woods enough that your foot just catches on something out of sight of the road and you tumble, uh, you know, ass overhead onto the ground and land hard on your face. And yep. you take an unprompted nap for a bit. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I got knocked unconscious. Fun. Well, fortunately for you, that is going to basically clear those aspects that you'd put on yourself. Yep. Because, yeah, the Mountain Dew crash isn't really going to be so bad when you uh, wake up from being unconscious. You're not really going to be too concerned with that. After some time passes, Desdemona Brown. Yeah. You pull your bike off the side of the road. I need you to make me an endurance roll. Uh, I'm going to give you, since you were going a little more leisurely, I'm going to say after all this, give me a two endurance. I got a zero, but I got fate points, so. I will tell you that the only consequence of failing is going to be that same jelly legs. I don't want jelly legs. I'm going to, you know, because I got a fate point from Jack, I'm going to tag. Sometimes Jack helps me know that's bad. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm yeah. on this bike because he told me to. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. I will accept that he is going to want you to be in, you know, a little better shape, so, you know. Plus, I have my not-Peloton at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe you're not feeling the lactic acid burn right away. Okay, cool. You pull your bike off the side of the road. You have been pedaling for a while. Uh, it's definitely... Off the beaten path where you are now, you're well outside of the Burlington city limits, probably outside of Essex and anything like that. Well, there's a bike on the side of the road. Make me an alertness roll. Target of one. I got a three. Yeah, you recognize that bike. That's Albion's. <laughs> hey, that's Albion's bike. <laughs> Silly old sky. Do you scene. recognize that Albion? <laughs> Albion's here? So she's going to... Um, probably do an investigation to try to find the Albion. You hear an echo in your head. Albion's here. Uh, um, Make me an investigation roll and your target is going to be a three. <laughs> Even though it was flat, I have a three and investigate. So three. Amazing. Super good. You start walking your way into the woods. You're following. Well, there's a little bit of disturbance in the underbrush from Albion having passed through. Not extremely obvious, but you feel like you're heading in the right way. And you do see your friend sitting there on the floor. Uh you're you're conscious by this time, Albion. Uh your jelly legs consequence is gone. Your mountain dude consequence or uh aspect is gone. You don't feel great because you're waking up from uh being knocked unconscious. This is not new for Albion, so he is able to shake that off pretty easily. Oh my god, Albion! He grabs the water bottle that uh, has fallen from his hand and just chugs it. <clears throat> Albion, are you okay? It, um, I've had worse, don't worry. Uh, hi, Des, the fuck are you doing here? Um, I was directed to come here. Uh, by who? 
Why is not important? <laughs> okay, I would like to make an empathy roll. <laughs> and Des, you're going to have to attempt to deceive. Oh, no. No. All right, that is, I don't have an empathy stat, mind you. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be a three. Okay, I will roll, but I also have what's the difference. Great. So uh, we'll take my performance of a two with my plus here to a three. Did you tie? Yeah. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. So what that ultimately means is that Albion, yeah, okay. You know that she's trying to deflect uh, from the question. So yeah, she clearly does not want to answer this question. Albion is just going to look into Des's eyes for a moment and just, all right, I think I can pick up what you're putting down. I mean, you always show up in the nick of time. Maybe it's my turn. Yeah, except the reason I show up in the nick of time is a little nicer than yours, I reckon. Well, I mean, one could ask what you are doing here as well. Well, uh, uh, faith managed for me. Um, I have not gone to bed properly since we saw each other last. Um, I went for what I thought would be a far shorter jaunt, and, uh, I have been out since then. Then I fell down, and then I took a nap unintentionally, and now here I am. Odin, guide my hand. I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna end up, but God willing the creek don't rise, I'm getting there. Do, do we need to get you home? Are you are you okay? Desdemona, I have done shit worse than this for a living for years since before you met me. Okay. All matters ain't new. And usually there's a fight at the end of them for me, so this time it's actually probably better than most, so no, I'm fine. Okay, uh, so do we just keep Listening to what we're following, or shall we go together? I feel like, I feel like we should follow mine, rather than yours. I mean, as long as they correspond to the same area, I am okay with that. However, if I, I have, have to- I to know now where he's going, Desdemona. Okay, um, I will follow you. Is he talking to you right now, Des? <laughs> I mean- <laughs> You don't have, have to answer, answer that. Can I, he I, hear me, Des? You really don't have to answer that. Look, you know I'm never truly alone, okay? Can we just... Uh, we're, we're both here for... Albion's gonna look slightly over Des's shoulder. Don't do it, Albion. I don't think we've properly been introduced. Albion, can we just focus here? We're both here for a reason. He's gonna hold up a hand to Des. I think we both know we don't care for each other. I think we both know where this road is leading for us. Just know that I'm gonna be ready. And also... That I think you're a fucking asshole. Albion, now is not the time to be a hero. Okay? God, we feel the same. Please, can we just- so If I was being a hero, I'd open the set and take a shot, Des. But now is not the time, like you said. Let him. He'd only be harming you. Can- Can you both be quiet for a moment, please? <laughs> She's just gonna kind of kneel on the ground with her hands over her ears for a moment. Look, I've been- I've been- I've been on that bike for a while, and I just- I'm, 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 I'm following, and I'm listening, and I'm trying to remove some of my debt, so can I just, can I please, just, if I, can I set this boundary, and can we just go, please? Boundary set and acknowledged. Thank you for respecting my boundary. Let's go. Let's go hiking. You and me, together. Uh, I do have some jerky, by the way. Ooh, no thanks. This episode brought to you by Jerky Gent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, um, are we at Joseph's house? I believe this is the time where you have made your way to Warden Joseph Beaumont's apartment. You and Sylvester. Yay. I'm also here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for for coming with. I need not support, but uh, I'm kind of body doubling. I don't think I would be here if I didn't have someone. So thank you for being that someone. Yeah, no problem. Okay, uh, let's do this. And she knocks on the door. Okay. Because you're sensitive to such things, when you knock on the door, you have this faint impression of power and magical energy. Like, clearly, eh, this place has a threshold. Not as strong as Des's, but it's definitely got a threshold and maybe some extra juice on that particular aperture. You knock, you wait a moment, and the door does open, and you see a bedheaded and bleary-eyed warden Joseph Beaumont, who looks at you with, you know, red rims under his eyes, and just says, oh, uh, and he just starts, like, running his hands through his hair to try to put it into some sort of shape that isn't a nightmare mess. Oh, um, hey, hi, Ro, uh, Sylvester, um, what, what brings you to, uh, Casa de Beaumont? Um, I... Uh, come on, come on inside, do you want to come in? Yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah, I have, I'm, I need more information about the summer court and fey things, and you're kind of the only person I can ask, because Rowan makes fun of me anytime I ask her a question, and that's no good. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, You can see he's moving around uh, his apartment with apparent purpose, but like five apparent purposes. <laughs> so, you know, he keeps moving towards one thing and then sort of remembering, oh, right, I need to do this and moving towards something else. Uh, as he's trying to gather his thoughts, uh, you can see that he is like grabbing coffee. It's coffee that looks like it was made sometime prior and has been sitting there a while. You cannot fathom it's warm. It has to be just absolutely room temperature blah and probably really stale and bad. I can put that in the microwave for you. Uh, oh, no, hold on. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> thanks. I'm gonna do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, wait, I don't have a microwave. Then I don't have a microwave. I'm I'll sorry. put it on the stove. I, yeah, great, great. Yeah, right. do that. I I can't have a microwave. I'd break it. I know. Um, do your thing. Yeah, I. It was just so. You just said it so confidently that I forgot for a moment that I'm a wizard. Um, I have that. Effect. Sorry, I just woke up. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what time of day is it? Real quick. Afternoon. It's like noon. Okay, but yeah, that's what I thought it was like daytime. Got it. Oh yeah, it's definitely daytime. Yeah, sorry. Uh um yeah, normally uh uh up a little earlier uh than this. Uh sorry. Um uh, yeah, take 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 a seat. Take a seat if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh but but um, not you, Sly. You're you're uh heating up uh my coffee. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <sighs> you're you're a real cartoon pal. Uh okay. So uh Summer Court. Um and yeah, of course Rowan's making fun of you because it's it she can't really help it it's her nature she just by her nature doesn't like you 
Uh, I'm sorry, but that's just she no, can't I know. help that. I that's a, a conversation every day. Uh, I I love roommates. That's hoo boy. But um, yeah. What? How do, can I ask? Mm-hmm. Exactly prompted you to keep Rowan as a roommate. I would have thought she would have gone back to the never never by now. Honestly, I am afraid to be alone. I've had a couple nightmares that were bad, and I I don't feel safe. And Rowan she's likes bath helping. bombs. <laughs> I have real good bath bombs. Thanks. Thanks, Sly, for your helpful insight, as always. I mean, she does. But, yeah, as weird as it is, she makes me feel safe. Well, she's not actively trying to kill you, and she, of anybody, of any of your friends, I guess possibly understands some of you the most. Yeah. So, I I, I think I can see that, yes. um, I'm sorry, you had a nightmare bad enough to have a native enemy of yours from the Fey stay in your place? Uh, yeah. Um, the, the two of us have never talked about it, but I know we both know about the stuff going on with Dez's head. He suddenly sits up much, much straighter, and you can tell that he's physically very, very tired, but mentally he has... Uh, snap to a certain kind of alertness. You will have to talk very, very carefully about that subject. Mm-hmm. I, I know, and I don't know a lot, and I, you know, just what I've gathered from reactions to saying things like that, it's uh, not a great thing. But the feeling that happened when we've had an experience with that was in my apartment, not in real life, but in the dream. And then I saw Valencia, and it it was just too much. That's the first time I've seen her face, and it I I can't be alone. But it's it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, okay. It's well, that's worse. That's uh, that's worse than I thought. Is that coffee warm enough yet, Bud? Yes, it is. Here you go. Thank. Thank you. He takes the coffee and he takes a sip of it and then he looks at it and kind of waves his fingers at it a little bit and goes, <laughs> I could have just put it to the perfect temperature anytime. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you came over to ask about one thing, but I, I have to clearly, you two especially, ha- know the least about certain things and one of you skipped out on quite a bit of this entirely (laughs) in fact yeah but i had a reason yeah oh you always have a reason i know you had a reason and i uh i didn't stop you you'll notice yeah Uh, i normally don't like having talk about these sorts of things in front of non-magical folks but you're in the know you've you're part of this whole gang so you know you understand that there are some laws, yes, and that I am supposed to uh, enforce those laws of the uh, of the wi- wizarding wizard laws, the uh, the White Council. Yeah, I get that there mm-hmm. are rules now. I didn't understand that before. I also understand that you're basically like a wizard cop. <sighs> <laughs> sure. If you, look, if you're gonna put it that way, I 
I'm not going to attempt to mount any sort of counter argument to that right now. It is too early in the afternoon for me to really have this uh, hash this one out right now. But, but you're also a wizard veteran. Yes. I assume that earns me some level of respect above it, the being a wizard cop. <laughs> it does sound funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does sound funny. We can talk about me and all of that later, but right now, in general, there are some rules that you can't break, and we talked about Marcus and how he broke one of them, which is you must not invade the mind of another. Okay, so the seventh law, the last one, you are not allowed to have knowledge of certain things. There are things that exist that having knowledge about them is inherently bad. Not like, oh, this is something you can never unknow. It's worse. There is a metaphysical badness that goes with knowing certain things. So I need you to tread very, very lightly when we talk about the situation with Desdemona Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ro? Yeah? Do you understand me? I understand. Okay. If you had a nightmare pertaining to this situation, that's probably not a good thing. Um, I mean, I can't imagine it's a good thing, though you did, you did see once, right? I kind of, not really. It, we were running away and there were FBI people and I looked back, but I didn't, I saw it, but I didn't see it, you know? Okay, I'm trying to discount, or at the very least, I'm trying to possibly rule out the idea that it's just trauma from from seeing something, because if if it's not just affecting Des, then we got a whole mess of problems on our hands. Yeah, I, uh, Sylvester. Yeah, uh, I had a similar thing too, and my legs started acting up again which is weird for an injury that happened like what like 15 years ago oh jesus jesus mary and joseph uh well i'm going to avoid making the low-hanging fruit joke for a second and uh <laughs> i appreciate that yeah and uh so i called my sister my younger sister and she works with uh one of the I guess, paranormal international rescue or whatever they are in the city. And she said that, what? wait, the basketball player? No, the, the other one, you haven't met her. <laughs> okay. That makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she didn't know anything about. No, no, no. Anyway, she's this one has known since before I knew she was the one that found me when I, uh, basically when, uh, the, when my leg got fucked up by something. He mutters uh, some cursing in French. Ugh. Yeah. Go on. Go All right. On. I got off the phone for earlier, and she said that the thing that might have affected my leg, uh, she said that it smelled like brine when she found me. So for years, I thought it was a demon, but he, she thinks it might be something aquatic related. Just sort of narrows his eyes a little bit and just contemplates this new information. Huh. So, so like, are sea devils a thing? I mean... 
most things are a thing, I regret to inform you. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a real can of worms. But, um, well, okay. That narrows down the list of possible baddies on that. Uh, sorry, I'm still waking up. No, it's cool. I had one more question, if you don't mind. Uh, not at all. Um, can you use your, uh, it's a sight, right? Is that what you called it? Uh, yes, yeah. Can you use that to look at my leg? Would that do anything or no? With a newfound sort of purpose in the moment, he meets your gaze. You've soul gazed already before, so he looks you right in the eyes and says, You know what, Doc? Yeah, I think I should. And he snaps open the sight. You found one of my secret weaknesses. A giant mouse? <laughs> no. You can, a giant hey, Rachel, you can own, you a, can giant own a capybara rodent. in Pennsylvania and Texas, and in some states they're illegal but require licenses. And you should not buy just one because they're social animals. Okay. So, big so, guinea pigs. Capybara uh, village full of little dummies. Animal crossing. <laughs> Amazing. going to have my own Animal Crossing town of capybaras. <laughs> and they're going to be great. I'm not sure if uh, I broke or fixed Mike. <laughs> I don't know, but this has to be the end of the episode because, like, <laughs> like we found it. <laughs> Remember, listeners, send Mike pics of capybaras. Please. I need them. <laughs> Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.